0: Welcome to another episode of the Father Ted Talk, broadcast here at the National Shrine of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in Emmitsburg, Maryland. On January 4th, we celebrated the 200th anniversary of Mother Seton's death and birth into eternal life. In this bonus episode, we will hear from Archbishop William E. Lori from his homily from the feast day mass. But the celebration isn't over. The new short film on Mother Seton's life and legacy, virtual tours, and a free ebook, and much more are now available at setonshrine.org slash 200 years. Now here's Archbishop Laurie. Brother bishops and priests, your religious sisters, and all your friends in the Lord Jesus Christ, 200 years ago today, Elizabeth Ann Bailey Seton, Entered into eternal life. We have gathered on this her feast day not merely to recall the events of her extraordinary life, but indeed to give thanks for her enduring influence among women and men of every vocation and every state of life in the church. For the authentic holiness of her life coupled with her heavenly intercession mean that she is much more than a figure of history, someone confined to the pages of history. Rather, she is a living friend in the courts of heaven and a lamp actively guiding our steps on earth. To illustrate her influence, Let me begin with two Archbishops of Baltimore whom whom St. Elizabeth Ann Seton has profoundly influenced. The year was 1835, and a very bright young man from a prominent Episcopalian family in New York City had just graduated from Washington College, later Trinity College in Hartford, Connecticut. The young man's name was James Roosevelt Bailey, eventually the first Bishop of Newark and the eighth Archbishop of Baltimore. His father, Dr. Guy Bailey, envisioned for his son a bright future as a medical doctor, but James and his friend John Williams felt a call to become ministers in the Episcopal Church. They were placed under the tutelage of a Dr. Samuel Jarvis in Middleton, Connecticut, in whose extensive library James familiarized himself with ancient Christian writers. James's exposure to those writers would later influence his decision to become a Catholic and to study for the priesthood. But that exposure was not decisive. More decisive was the influence of his deceased aunt, Elizabeth Ann Bailey Seaton. In a letter to Mother Seaton's daughter, Catherine, a.k.a. cousin Kate, James attributed his conversion to the prayers, and I quote, of your sainted mother, and a few lines later refer to her again as a saint in heaven. James, in his turn, influenced his brother William to become Catholic, and both of them had a warm and loving devotion to their aunt. Years later, in his funeral oration for Archbishop Bailey, Bishop John Foley of Chicago spoke of his aunt's influence on Archbishop Bailey. He said, she was like himself, a convert. And the Archbishop, in conversation with friends, ascribed his conversion to the prayers of this great, good, and venerated woman. Another Archbishop of Baltimore, whom St. Elizabeth Ann Seton influences greatly, is the incumbent. I was blessed to study for the priesthood at Mount St. Mary's Seminary. And like many a seminarian, I often came from the mountain to the valley, here to pray at the tomb of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. Calling her incisive criticisms of the careless preaching of a certain priest by the name of Father Hickey, I asked her to pray for me that I would learn how to preach reasonably well. And to tell you the truth, for some reason this morning, I'm feeling rather nervous. I also remember thanking her for the Catholic schools I attended, and I asked your help as I tried to teach high school here in Emmitsburg at St. Joseph's under the tutelage of the then-principal Sister Ethel Rita. In 1974, my second year of theology, Pope Paul VI canonized Mother Seton, and I remember benefiting so much from the talks and homilies and articles occasioned by that great event. But more than any of that, I felt then, and I feel now, that I meet St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in you, the Daughters and Sisters of Charity, you who are her spiritual heirs, you who carry forward her charism and her mission of charity, whose foundations we see so clearly in the scripture readings proclaimed this morning. In the surprising events and distressing tribulations of her life, Elizabeth always sensed, and I quote, the protective presence and the consoling grace of her Redeemer. She wrote, He raises me from the dust, drives away all sorrows. He is my guide, my friend, and my supporter. With such a guide, what can I fear? St. John, the beloved disciple, put that same truth another way. He wrote, "And this is love, Not that we have loved God, but that God has loved us and has sent His son as an expiation for our sins. Responsive to God's loving and guiding hand in the events of her life, Elizabeth reflected her love of God in a life of overflowing charity for others. Overflowing charity for her family, her husband, and children, and her friends. Overflowing charity for the students that she educated in that little house on Packer Street in Baltimore. The abundant charity she shared with her sisters in her foundation here at Emmitsburg. Love that flowed from this place throughout North America, and eventually to every part of the world. At bottom, her influence on us today is so great because every day, and in every circumstance, she lived to the uttermost the words of Jesus. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And... You shall love your neighbor as yourself." This is why 200 years after her death, Mother Seton's influence is still so strongly felt. Her influence is felt by mothers and fathers who, amid the challenges of these days, strive to form their children in the faith by providing a home that is is secure and holy. What grieving spouse cannot find consolation in the spiritual strength of Elizabeth as she bade farewell to her beloved husband in Italy when he died of tuberculosis? Even as society turns a cold shoulder to religious faith, there are nonetheless many, many souls right in our midst who are searching for truth, just as Elizabeth Ann and her nephew James sought and found the fullness of faith. Especially in these days of the pandemic, our heroic Catholic school principals and teachers can look to St. Elizabeth Ann Seton for strength recalling her tremendous sacrifices to educate the young and her role in the founding of the Catholic school system in these United States, our educators can see in this great saint a role model and an intercessor in challenging times. And those who are searching for their vocation maybe a call to consecrated life or to priesthood, they can find in this great saint a role model, a role model for answering God's call and consecrating oneself to the Lord and to the mission he has in mind for us. And let us not forget that many, many people who have never heard of this great saint but to meet St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in the ministries sponsored by the Sisters of Charity Federation. They meet her in the compassionate care offered in healthcare ministries that are sponsored by your congregations. They meet her in the Catholic schools that you continue to sponsor, staff, and sustain. They meet her in your consecrated lives, in which you have laid aside all else to bear witness to the one who is single-hearted in love, poor in spirit, and obedient to God's saving will. These people may not know St. Elizabeth Ann Seton or the amazing events of her life, but through you, they experience her overflowing love for God and for neighbor. Marking the 200th anniversary of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton's birth into eternal life, let us give thanks, perhaps as never before, for her amazing witness to the Lord's love. Our first native-born American saint is indeed a saint for everyone, for those who are married, those who are bereaved, those in consecrated life, for bishops and priests and deacons striving for holiness, for those seeking the fullness of faith, for Catholic educators and healthcare professionals, and especially for those who are served by ministries of education and health care that she inspired. It seems to me that St. Elizabeth Ann Seton is a patron to whom we can all relate. And if you want my opinion, next to the Blessed Virgin Mary, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton is an ideal patron for the church in the United States. I am sure that Archbishop James Roosevelt Bailey would would concur with me, as would Catholics from every walk of life in these United States and far beyond. There is still a lot of work to do to bring this about, but I do hope and pray that this most influential saint may one day be declared after the Blessed Virgin Mary, the patron of these United States. Saint Elizabeth Ann Bailey Satan, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.